what the hell did she call me? It's New New Paris, y'all. Period. You're a non fucking fact, bitch. And I'm Raffi. Oh, I'm so harsh. What? Let me be who I am today. Hi, y'all. How we doing? <laughs> I'm, we're keeping that intro because do you think I'm aggressive? We're talking about conflict today. Fighting. Fuck you, bitch. That kind of shit, right? I don't really think that's conflict. I Is think that's it? aggression. Um, I do think that people associate conflict with aggression. I, I know for me, when I target an issue, I always kind of approach it more aggressively than other people. You don't. You don't like conflict. Um, it's just I'm a good person. You say that your friend group doesn't like conflict. I think we're people who are very level-headed. Mm-hmm. We are people who, you know, rather just deal with it logically than all that yelling and fighting. That's not our gig. Where do you think that comes from? I think it comes from... Why does your friend group not like conflict? I think it comes from, you know, your, your experiences. I mean, of course... Uh, personality, environment, family, all that kind of influences how you uh, deal with conflict signs. You know, my friends are all Pisces, you know, very calm, level-headed. Um, except for that one Scorpio. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she is probably the most... <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a rising Scorpio, so I, I feel her on that. Definitely. Um, and me, you know... But, uh, Geminis aren't... Geminis are very controversial, and Geminis are very conflict-oriented. Don't you even try it. I think that... Y'all are messy. The things we do or say can cause other people conflict, but I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel conflicted. I don't feel a type of way about the things I say and do. I feel like when I'm approached with conflict, I'm always willing to charge it. I used to be the person to... And I still kind of wait to hit the like hit the the point of conflict like I kind of like you know kind of t- I used to just repress my feelings and just explode on people when they when I finally couldn't take it anymore however now <laughs> it's more of I just you know I wait one day and if I'm still upset about it I will I will take the opportunity to have like reach a con- like talk about the conflict however what I notice is that a lot of people I don't, protect themselves from conflict and a lot of people are automatically protected from conflict would you agree or disagree Wow, that was so fast, Rafi. Um, I just like you know we've heard a lot of scholars and critics of the culture. Um, there are certain groups such as uh, white females, yeah. whose feelings are kind of protected, yeah, um, because that's what we see. We see it in from King Kong to yeah. all the Disney princesses, right? Yeah. It's all about uh, protecting and th- these feelings of these women, um, and it's a group that unfortunately doesn't know how to deal with that. I think conflict is the only way to grow. And I think conversations are the only way to... Is that the only way to grow? You have to talk about the issue before you see a change in the issue. For example, we can talk about white silence and how dangerous that has become. And it still is. And still is. And we can talk about... um, Wait, hold on. We can talk about that. We can talk about... Well, yeah, the first we like we're gonna have another four years of Trump because if we don't talk tar- like talk about the the serious issues that have caused this man to get reelected, like I said, white people not talking to their, their relatives, uh, people avoiding these uncomfortable cu- questions that are on the dinner table dinner table during Christmas, like if you avoid these questions long enough, this will keep happening. The cycles will keep occurring. Right, right. And so I've always said, like, if I've ever had an issue with you or my friend, like Kevin or anybody or Dallas, I've always had the conversation because I'm not the person to just be fake and I'm not the person that's going to uphold something because then absolutely and I'm glad you brought that up because um, you know in Amanda Seals' discussions that yeah. we follow um, she mentions this idea that professionalism 
which is dictated by majority white culture, yeah, um, is a uh, a gateway for passive aggression instead yeah. of true conflict. Yeah. So conflict for a lot of mm-hmm. us, um, and it may be uh, a white internalized standard. Um, we we don't really like conflict because it means something's bad. It means you look down upon. It means that you're this angry person, and you know. <laughs> Because you predominantly work in a black space, and you say the conflicts, like, people have no problem addressing the issues there. Right. And it's a difference. You know, this is my first time working in predominantly black space, so it's a different type of uh, uh, language you to get used to. Like, I, I find myself still on edge sometimes when I hear students and people talk to each other because I can't tell if it's, like, going to be a fight or they're just talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because to me, some of the way people, and sometimes being direct comes across as being aggressive or... Mm. I'm intense. But I honestly appreciate the directness because, you know. At least do you? I do appreciate it. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, but I, I do appreciate it. It's hilarious. It's fun to, you know, watch and be a part of, but. Where do you think that comes from? What's the dip- Why? What is the difference? Why do, why do predominantly white spaces tend to push away conflict and these uncomfortable conversations? And why do people of color tend to, like, embrace conflict a lot more? <laughs> Um, I think there's some historical things. I think there's some things that uh, we've always dealt with conflict, so it's not <laughs> a, a big deal, right? Um, and you have to think about control. Um, if you are controlled by a majority that doesn't really allow you to express your feelings and your you know your ways of being, mm. then of course in your own spaces you're just gonna be as loud and aggressive as direct as you want because you're not putting on a mask. We wear the mask, Paul Dunbar. Yeah, you know, some literary references. Yeah. Um, you know, for for that majority society. I People find me intimidating for some reason, and it's because I feel like I do not mind saying what's on my mind, and, like, especially more now. But I think that it's, I've been, it's like, ever since I've kind of let that guard down and less, I've been less in my thoughts about the conflicts and just speaking my mind more, I've gotten more respect. So I think that having this, white, like, the silence comes from a pure place of insecurity. If you're not able to speak for yourself, advocate for yourself, and address a conflict, then that comes from an insecure place. I mean, I, I don't know. It feels like, you know, what are the what are the outcomes of conflict that people fear, right? Well, in my past with boys, let's talk about dating. That's Re- Rejection. Reje- so. Well, rejection also, like, I think conflict comes from not being real and not being upfront. The the past two the two people that I've had to have serious conflict with, your boy and the the other one that broke my heart up here, the conflict came from they were not upfront with me. They were they just I was real with my emotions. I was upfront from the beginning all the time. I was straightforward. But their insecurity and we and we agreed on that was the was something that they could not get over to have a conversation. They just didn't even understand how to process these things. I just think about, again, where are the outcomes that people don't like? If you have conflict in your relationship, it could mean the end of your relationship. It could be the end of the friendship. It could be the end of benefits if it's someone that's giving you things or, you know, making your life a little easier. So people don't like to lose things. And but people I, also don't like to uh, lose image, right? But I would, I would say that... Save face. They don't want to seem that they are... A bad person? Yeah, they may not want to, you know, put it all out there so that they're not seen as... Even between the conversation, though? Because, like I said, in my experience, 
It doesn't matter if it's in front of a group of people or it's just a one-on-one conversation. People run away from conflict. People are afraid of what's going to happen. What's going to fucking... Like, that's what I'm so... This is why... I don't know. You know, to me, conflict could lead to blows, confrontation. You know, people have uh, road rage out here and, you know, people have bats and guns. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about... That's part of conflict. Like, that's why people don't address things. We're talking about... And also, if people address... If people address more of their conflict in their own lives, then they wouldn't probably have all this, like... Pent up aggression for road rage. No, yeah, and for these other things. I, I, I that, agree. Like I said, let's talk about the conversation between. Um, t- um, right, and you know, as I've gotten older and going back on certain jobs, like I wish I would have stood up more for myself because you know how you allow people to treat you is what they're going to do. Yeah, especially in a workspace, especially where you have an employee, yeah. um, whatever you allow is what they expect. So I do think it's necessary to have those courageous conversations. Um, but I also don't think, I mean, I think maybe we're putting on a, a negative connotation that conflict is always like an argument or always like a fight. When you really, do that. I don't. But become conflict is always just, I guess, at the base is just a disagreement or, a, right, a disagreement. Yeah. So you can always just resolve that by communication, still being yourself and nice and whatever, but still being firm. But I think there are certain people in the world, him, that think conflict has to still be at a... A yelling level. Nunu, I am not yelling. <laughs> I am not yelling, Nunu. I the girls are passionate. I am passionate, and I <laughs> and like I said, conflict. Com- again, you cannot deny conflict has upheld a lot of these white silences. I think it upholds misogyny. I think it upholds um, racism. I think it upholds uh, homophobia and transphobia. I think if we don't address these conflicts, like I said, my. And real talk, I talked about this in the podcast. When I came out, my dad already knew that I was gay, but he was so afraid of having the com- like conflict between him. It's awkward, right? We also don't like it. Super feeling. But imagine how much better our relationship would have been if I would have come out earlier and he would have like been like, "It's true, it's true." Like I would have, it would have saved me so much of that but closet. Then he would have had to deal with the fact that his son. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and I again, that comes again from a place of insecurity and something that. I think holds people back from growing. Back to what I'm saying. Conflict leads to growth. So, Rafi, how can people, like, deal with conflict? Like, if you have an issue with a friend, family member, whatever, whatever, like, how do you bring it to their attention? Like, I think... (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first thing I do is something my therapist suggested. Girl, y'all, first of all, if y'all are scared of therapy, I mean, scared of conflict, just go to fucking therapy first. That's going to open your eyes, and you can ask somebody, how can I approach a conflict in my life? But when my... Uh, what my uh, therapist always suggests is thinking about what's the worst outcome of the situation. <laughs> what's the worst thing that can happen in the sense of conflict? So don't be afraid of that, conf- that confrontation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for someone who dabbles and you know conflict mediation and that's counseling. so interesting how you're so okay with counseling mediate like you're a messy girl that's the that's the signs of someone messy if they're willing to deal with other people's conflict but not deal with their own conflict you <laughs> okay. know that bitch is messy you know that bitch no. loves a good tea spill honestly speaking you know in my in my training as a counselor a lot of us uh one of our biggest issues people we identify was we all like hated confrontation yeah uh, just because you know it's, you want to be seen as a nice person. You're there to help. You want all the best. You want the best for yourself and everyone else. So it's like, let's just be happy, everyone. If I'm happy, everyone else will be happy. Yeah. And that's not always uh, the case. Wow. Um, so what are some helpful tips? I think it's important to be cognizant of the fact that if you are scared, 
specifically scared of losing something, someone, then you might want to evaluate that person's role in your life. Um, yes. Them, wow, yes. A relationship is not built on whether or not you uh, hide the truth or, you know, can't be honest with each other. It's based on that trust and mutual respect. So if um, a person is uh, loyal to you, loves you, cares about you, all those great things, uh, then bringing up an issue uh, or a point of contention will absolutely uh, not ruin or break that relationship. Yeah. And if it does, they're not the one for you. Yeah. Move on. Um, because... When did you uh, learn that lesson, though? Because I feel like we've all heard that lesson growing up, but we never applied it to ourselves until we I got grown. I growing up. What the fuck you talking about? Really? <laughs> I think that's a message that's always been kind of instilled in me, but I never took it seriously until right. now. Right. Absolutely. When did I learn it? You know, you learn it after a bad relationship. You learn yeah. about, we know whether that's uh, with a family member, with a boss, with a best friend, with a, a lover, whatever. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, the like the... When I gave, I there's been many of relationships where I didn't know if I needed to say or not, and I think the biggest thing that I re- the reason why I stayed at the time was because I couldn't, I didn't want to lose that. I, I didn't right. address my feelings because I first of all I didn't. Yeah, feel you, know, you never want to lose them, right? You never want to lose them. But again, now knowing what I know now, I would have just had the conversation a lot sooner and left whatever it needed to be left. Right. And, you know, looking back, same. You know, if I had the conversations, then it probably would have ended the relationship a couple years short. And right. would have saved you a lot of time. So that's a, that's a clear, that's, that's clear. That's, that's why we are, that's why I felt the need to have this conversation today because I feel like there's so many professional spaces and friendships that I see, especially around D.C., that just avoid conflict. I think that um, humans, though, are kind of drawn to conflict, at least at this point in society, because we're all obsessed with reality TV shows that put uh, specifically more so women against each other so in these messy, messy spaces. I literally, when I watch Basketball Wives, when I watch Real Housewives, when I watch all these messy-ass shows, uh, Love and Hip Hop, the first thing I want to do is address all the bitches that piss me off in the day. And I think, like I said, some of the conflicts that I've recently had with people, I've been maybe more aggressive <laughs> in my approach because I watch these shows and I'm just feeling my whole Nene Leaks fantasy. So do you think that, like, what? first of all... So reality TV is a guilty pleasure and indulgence for all of us, but that's, like, absolutely not the way to handle conflict. I mean, all they want... <clears throat> these people to do is just throw hands. Which is so weird, because, like, fighting solves zero. Zero problems, but... As what does it say? What, what, what does it say? What does it say about humans that we avoid conflict at all costs, but we love witnessing it? Exactly, because it's a way to channel all the pent-up aggression we feel. Hence why, you know, the purge is coming out, right? So we watch it as a voyeuristic thing? Yeah, like, that was the point of that whole concept. But, like... Do you think people carry that same energy? Like, do you think if if they saw a fight, a literal fight between someone, people like, love fights. People in love real fights life, all the time. in real life, yes, between two people they know. So if me, no. I'll try it because if because if I got into a fight with the bitch I want to get in a fight with, that's your friend, you would be like not having that. You would think that's terrible, right? Absolutely. Because I'm a good person. But what's the di- but do you see what I'm saying? Because you like a good fight, but you, I don't want to say no one I that mean, you care about fight. Right. Exactly. So what does that say? What does that say? It just says that humans are, you know, we all do the same thing. If it's not happening to us, it's not really real. We kind of push it up as in because I, again, if we all accept that as real, then we have to change things in our life. 
if we realize that, you know, this can happen to us, this is what we're doing, this is how we're implicit in all these things, then you have to change the way you're doing things. But if you just pretend that's not me, I don't do that, that's nothing to do with me, you can enjoy it. It's entertainment. I don't believe in war. I don't believe in military. I think that's where, but, but that's another that thing. Do you see that? Like, I think that that's why we have war is because we are not able to have conversations. Exactly. We avoid conflict because we avoid conflict until we're okay with killing each other. This is true. You might as well just have the conversation. You might as well have a fucking conversation. But again, you have to address things. You have to change the way you go about your life. And that is what people don't like. Humans don't like change. They don't like changing uh, unless they really, really want to or if it benefits them. We have to have an episode about humanity and self because humans, humans, humans are a mess. We, just, I, like I said, I think that I didn't even think about war in the sense of conflict. But you're right. That's like I don't think about war in general. I'm like not a fighter though. I'm I, I'm a person that will talk shit, but I ain't throwing hands. Right. And um, there are other weak people like that out there. Um, just bitch, kidding. this bitch would never <laughs> lay a palm on a bye. I would fuck this bitch up in a second. I am a pacifist, and I practice nonviolence as a... Yeah, she passes um, a fist through that. Oh. <laughs> as a Buddhist, I... Um, yeah, a oh. booty is. <laughs> How many puns can I do? Oh, my God, that's probably it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just think that... We need to learn to be okay with addressing our larger issues because the inner conflict, the inner turmoil is what we all uh, avoid. Well, th- those are the three. I mean, let's go back to your degree. Uh, it's <laughs> man versus man, man versus himself, and man versus the world. Yeah. What's the man versus the world? Environment. Con- environment. What's the con- Is that conflict too? Consider, like, do I mean, we, should we talk about that kind of conflict? No. Um, How does that apply to us really, realistically? No, right? No, not in this modern world. Not in this modern world. I mean, you're talking about, well, yeah, you're talking about like society, like racial profiling. That's uh, true. I mean, that's what, again, maybe that's that's what it, that's what we could apply it to is the man, man versus environment. Like I said, I had to push my, I had to take a mental health break today because my environment was just like too fucking much. And I just really couldn't be around certain people. And... But that also leads to an inner conflict, man versus himself. Which so is which, the hardest one to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you don't in- inherently know how to solve it, and you must go outside yourself for it. Yeah. But going outside yourself for it makes you feel inadequate sometimes. Yeah. Makes you feel uh, not capable, but that's not true. Um, and by addressing the inner conflict, you're able to have less conflict in your real life. Well, I will say... Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to keep this, but like yesterday, I had a good therapy session with my therapist, and she said she she had said that it it seems to me seems to her that I am showing signs of depression, not in a serious cognitive depression where it's like I'm, I need med- medication or anything. It's just a it's depression that it just like that like man versus himself. You just can't. Uh, just that overwhelming sadness that you feel sometimes, like that lack of motivation, that lack of inspiration. Um, and again, she says, d- due to the environment that I kind of am in most of the time, it can affect that. But um, I think her, at first I felt shame. I felt like, again, that that, fit, that inadequacy, like, what the fuck? I'm not depressed. Like, I don't, I, I, pu- I push the thought away, push the thought away because I just find that, where I've been raised to think that that's weakness. And 
But then I realized that if we didn't, if I didn't hear that from her, if I didn't hear like, it seems that I'm depressed, I would have not taken a mental health day. I would not have, and I feel so much better. We've shot these episodes and I, we've been struggling, listeners, because this has been, it's been, it's been a lot. I've been going yes. through some shit. And some of us have struggled, yeah. But first of all, <laughs> you too. <laughs> Hashtag me too, but you too too. Um, but I do think that the, her telling me that that's what it came across as, I think really helped me to put a name on it and to really say, no, Rafi, I don't need to. I don't need to be hiding from the truth. I really am sad and I need to accept some things that are beyond my control to move past them. And I think that was the best thing. So again, listener, I really suggest... Don't avoid the conflict. Don't avoid the issue. Because wait, you, wait. Don't avoid the issues in your life because it's just not. It's not. It's, it doesn't lead you to answers. It leads you to more that man versus himself kind of thing. Ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. I want to leave you all with a uh, positive affirmation, knowing that you all are enough. That you are able to handle any conflict or obstacle that comes in your way. And knowing that you'll be able to uh, sustain your life, uh, your love, and your longevity, uh, no matter the trials. So thank you all for listening. This is New New Paris, y'all. And Rafi. Thank you for listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Don't Do Do It. It. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us at Wait, Don't Do It Podcast on Instagram. no lo hagas. Si. (laughs) Adios. Bye, niños.